is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Fascinating. What a show yesterday. Winds up in the editorial page of the Wall Street Journal without attribution, but that's okay. And we'll get more into this, the dossier and uranium and so forth, but let me lead the way on another issue. Ever hear this guy, Tom Steyer, this uh, Democratic donor, billionaire? He's worth about $2 billion, maybe a little less. He used to run a hedge fund, Farlon Capital, F-A-R-A-L-L-O-N Capital. And he sold his stake in 2012. And, of course, he's a resident of San Francisco. And now he's focused on politics and, of course, the environment. As is his wife, Kat Taylor. And they've spent tens of millions of dollars on political campaigns. Now, Mr. Steyer is trying to lead a a coup. Mr. Steyer is trying to lead a coup. He's throwing around millions and millions of dollars demanding that Democrats impeach the President of the United States. Because he didn't get his way in the election. Because he doesn't like Trump's policies. Because he's a left-wing billionaire kook. The impeachment clause isn't there if some citizen, some billionaire decides that he wants to take out a president. And then he spends his money threatening candidates, threatening them, uh, that he won't support them with his largesse if they don't back it. So here we have, in the course of just a few days, evidence that the Democrat National Committee and the Clinton campaign funded indirectly uh, Russian smear efforts against the Republican nominee, the president-elect, and then the president himself, Donald Trump. And then we have a billionaire by the name of Tom Steyer who is insisting that the Democrats conduct a coup, reverse the results of the election, and impeach Donald Trump because he disagrees with Donald Trump. Here's the piece in the Hill newspaper. Billionaire Democratic donor Tom Steyer is launching a digital ad buy last night calling on House Minority Whip Steny Hoyer to support impeaching President Trump after the congressman called impeachment efforts premature. The Facebook ads, which were first shared with the Hill, urge Hoyer's constituents to sign Steyer's petition demanding Congress support impeaching Trump and to call on the Maryland Democrat to support removing the president from office. The digital spots will run in Hoyer's district and target people over the age of 18. The budget, which is in the tens of thousands range, will get the ads about a million impressions. Our Democratic leadership has a moral responsibility to do what's right, one Facebook ad reads, with a photo of Hoyer. Add your name to my petition, urging Whip Steny Hoyer to impeach Trump. So this is being funded by a billionaire. A coup. 
a coup. We have a coup effort, and we've had others, not with armed violence, not with the military, not with the police. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. We've had a coup effort by the Democrat Party ever since Donald Trump was elected, insisting on Russian collusion, insisting on a special counsel. They got it. Insisting on impeachment. I mean, everyone from Maxine Waters to this guy, Thomas Steyer. And if they take the House of Representatives, that's exactly what they intend to do. Whether or not they have enough in the Senate won't matter to them. It won't matter to them. So what's the issue? The issue is, what is the purpose of the Democrat Party? We spent a lot of time talking about the Republican Party in this in this show, but uh, and not and not with accolades or celebration, that's for sure. But let's look at the Democrat Party. What does the Democrat Party stand for? It is an utterly lawless operation. The ends justifies the means. That's the mission. The centralization of power. To do what? Well, obviously, some of them want to make an enormous amount of money. But most of them want to impose their will on you and me. The Democrat Party is a party with a collective totalitarian mindset. They never talk about liberty. They never talk about the unalienable rights set forth in the, in the, uh, in the Declaration of Independence. They never talk about separation of powers and rarely talk about the Bill of Rights unless they're attacking them. The Democrat Party is an entity that really is the anti-Constitution, anti-Republic entity. If we were to make a list of all their demands and actually institute them, what would this country be? Free health care, free college, open borders, no limits on spending, no limits on debt creation, the evisceration of the United States military, the evisceration of local law enforcement, the imposition of uh, of balkanization and tribalism, massive taxation, massive regulation, the culture war. What would we be in this country? We would cease being the United States of America, wouldn't we? Americanism would go out the door. It's a radical form of progressivism. I really want you to think about it. What would we be? We wouldn't be a kind society. We wouldn't be a beneficent society. We wouldn't be a tolerant society. Because the left tolerates nothing but absolute conformity and uniformity. What would happen to free speech if the Democrat Party got its way? You know full well. What would happen to the Second Amendment? You know full well. What would happen to due process? What would happen to the taking clause in the Fifth Amendment? What would happen to federalism under the Tenth Amendment or unalienable rights under the Ninth Amendment? You know what would happen. It's time to focus on what the Democrat Party is and what the Democrat Party is doing to this country and what the Democrat Party wants to do to this country. You have an individual like Bernie Sanders, well into his 70s. He can only get elected in a few parts of this country to the United States Senate. One of them is Vermont. Vermont is a very quaint state, like a quaint county in most states. It's a very sparse population. It's a homogeneous population. 
Uh, it doesn't reflect reality in the rest of the country, quite frankly. And they elect an out-of-the-closet Marxist who pretends to be a social democrat. You know, they want to use these, these phrases to take the edge off. Keeps pointing to places like Denmark, which is a disaster. I mean, if you want to live like Denmark, go to Denmark. Massive confiscatory tax rates. Very few working hours a day. High rates of alcoholism. High rates of suicide. I mean, you know, nirvana. But we're the United States of America. We're not Denmark. We're not Scandinavia generally. We don't think the way those people have become acculturated to think. We think differently. We believe in rugged individualism. We believe in individual liberty. We believe in a limited federal government, not an overpowering centralized government. We don't believe in freebies for everybody. We believe you get off your ass and you earn what you get. I know, another quaint notion. The Democrat Party, what does it stand for? Look at the excuses. 20% of America's uranium under the control of Vladimir Putin. Without firing a shot. Without making a threat. 20%. Former President of the United States gets enriched off of it, Bill Clinton. His foundation gets enriched off of it. The man who's appointed special counsel to investigate Trump's collusion with Russia, right. He was aware of it before the uranium deal went through, that the Russians were trying to uh, control a significant percentage of America's uranium. And he was well aware of the payoffs and the kickbacks and everything else, and he let it go. Same with Mr. Comey. Same with Mr. Rosenstein. What are we to make of this? What are we to make of police state domestic surveillance tactics that took place during the Obama administration? And by the way, not just against Israel and Jewish groups and members of Congress, but against Trump world and God knows who else. Look at the IRS. The IRS targeting conservative groups apologized yesterday under this president of the United States, under the last president, dug in and fought any effort to get to the facts. Dug in. The targeting of conservative groups by the IRS, domestic espionage, the unmasking of American citizens, deceiving a federal judge in the FISA court, covering up collusion, real collusion, through Fusion GPS, with a British ex-spy who was working with, among others, individuals in the Kremlin. It received the, uh, the sanctification, if you will, of the highest levels of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which was so excited about it, they wanted to be part of it. The Democrat Party. Its policies, its tactics, its hunger for power. The Democrat Party is a very, very dangerous entity, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't mean rank-and-file Democrats who don't really know what's going on in Washington or with their leadership. Democrats who, who work on farms, who work on assembly lines, who work in steel mills, who drive trucks and so forth. I'm not talking about you. Everybody knows exactly about whom and to whom I'm speaking. And here we have Thomas Steyer, an oligarch, if you will, an oligarch of the left. He doesn't use his money to promote republicanism, small-r republicanism. He doesn't use his money to promote capitalism, 
that is the expansion of wealth creation and opportunity for all Americans. He doesn't use his money to ensure America's security by backing the defense of this country or securing the border or anything of the sort. No. He uses his money to demand that Donald Trump be impeached. He's an oligarch, like a Russian oligarch. We just had an election less than a year ago. Donald Trump won. If they want to defeat Donald Trump, they can go after him in three years. The Constitution, they abhor. They reject. But if they can manipulate it and use it and rewrite it to camouflage their uh, diabolical activities, that's exactly what they will do. The Democrat Party has become an anti-American party. That doesn't mean all Democrats are anti-American. That would be a stupid comment. doesn't even mean all Democrats inside the Beltway are are anti-American. That would be a stupid comment. But it sure as hell means that many in their leadership, many of their financial oligarchs, um, many of their organizations are exactly that. Are exactly that. So here we have a billionaire pushing a coup by the name of Thomas Steyer. I'll be right back. The Russian dossier. Oh, yes, the Russian dossier. Just regular opposition research, don't you know? Cut three, go. You know, they should have said there's nothing unlawful or even improper about doing opposition research. When when there's opposition research, research, the candidate rarely knows. I mean, both sides were doing oppo, opposition research. Opposition research is normal. Yeah, we paid for it. It's opposition research. It was legal. There's nothing wrong with it. It's opposition research. I would have been happy to admit to it because there's no shame in this. This is, as you just mentioned, campaign opposition research is campaign work 101. Jeffrey Tubin, John Avalon, another fraud, James Clapper, Seen Better Days, Chris Saliza, another fraud, Anna Navarro, fraud, Richard Blumenthal, boy, he's a nut job, and Brian Fallon, the big mouth who used to be the big mouth for the Hillary Clinton campaign. Just oppo research. Well, if it's just oppo research, why did their chief guy lie about it for a year, Mr. Producer? Why did he lie to two New York Times reporters? Not particularly intrepid, these reporters, because Mr. Mark Elias Esquire, the bagman for the Hillary Clinton campaign, he's general counsel for them, and a lawyer for the DNC. They go to him and his law firm, Perkins Coy, and the money's funneled through him, apparently, to Fusion GPS, which funnels it to, among others, the ex-British spy, Christopher Steele, who in turn um, relies on, at least in part, if not all, uh, the Kremlin, for all kinds of information that they put in a dossier, and they try to shove out to the public. That is typical opposition research, they say. Really, whatever has that been done? Has that ever been done in, in modern American history? The only other time it was done was with Ted Kennedy, uh, when he committed treason and sold out his country, and sent his buddy and former uh, playboy, uh, uh, Senator John Tunney, of California, the ex-senator at that point, I believe, uh, to meet with uh, Biggs at the Kremlin, in which Ted Kennedy passed word that he wanted them to work with him, and he would work with them uh, to defeat Ronald Reagan. It is the Democrats who work with the Russians time and time and time again. 
and commit their acts of treason. And that's the lion of the Senate. Dear friend of Orrin Hatch, dear friend of John McCown, of John McCain. By the way, Orrin Hatch apparently is not going to run again. And I see all these reports. It might be, uh, this is a victory, a victory for us because, uh, you know, Romney may run. Uh, is that a good trade? That to me is, uh, not a good trade because Orrin Hatch has become absolutely terrible and Romney will be absolutely terrible. The difference is Romney's about 712 years younger. So that's not a good trade. Good trade is to get a conservative in there. That's a trade. Anyway, so you can see the Praetorian Guard media. The Praetorian Guard media are now defending the Russians. They're defending an ex-British spy. They're defending the uh, laundering of money, if you will, through a law firm to this uh, organization, which then spent it on a Brit. They're defending the fact that uh, the lawyer lied to two New York Times reporters two of their own colleagues. See, folks, the media do not believe in freedom of the press. They use the First Amendment to line their pockets, to drive up their ratings, and to drive America's agenda to the left. Because the media are part of the Democrat Party. They're one and the same. They are progressives. That's what's going on. I'll be right back. Then, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, I'm a little nervous. I have a special guest. He's gotten so big on cable. He's so big. He's number one on these cable channels. I, I, I don't even know what to say anymore, Sean Hannity. How are you, my brother? My brother, I love you. Uh, I feel very blessed. I mean, uh, thank God. You know... You and I talk about this privately. We should tell our audiences. Uh-oh. We share a lot. We share a lot of audience that we talk all the time about how great the people of this country are, how supportive our audiences are, how um, what amazing patriots they are. You always look. You're the you're the great mind of the Constitution in this country. And we're, we're both so blessed. I mean, and yeah, we are. We're number one in cable, and we have been now uh, for a while, and I'm pretty happy about it. By the way, nobody ever reads about it, Mark. <laughs> nobody ever talks about it. No, no, but uh, I'll be on there next, I think, Tuesday next week. I look forward yeah. to it very much. Yeah, you're going to be on. And by the way, we, my audience loves when you're on. I know how busy you are, but when you take time to come on, my audience loves having you on. They And I know you're busy. I know I always bug you about it, but... When you're on, they love you. You know that. No, I know it. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right, now, Sean Hannity, I had no idea you were a movie mogul. <laughs> I'm not a movie. Mark, you know what's hilarious? Um, I am sick and tired of Hollywood. I'm sick of these people that have in their movies contempt, nothing but tripping contempt for conservatives and people of faith and people that, you know, God, faith, family, country, in other words, the heart and soul of our country. Right. And I'm just a little sick and tired. They produce these movies. Oh, let's see, Jennifer Aniston is going to fall in love with another Hollywood star, and uh, they're going to get married and have a dog and, and break up and then get back together again. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to see uh, Spider-Man 49 and Batman 32 and Superman 480. Mm-hmm. And, you know, between the sex and the violence, they just... They don't care about... I, I don't watch movies anymore. I don't even go. Nobody, nobody goes. 
And, you know, look, I'll be honest. I'm not going to uh, – I told you this when I did it at the time. We started this project almost two years ago. And the only reason I did it, I did it for one reason, because I love the message of the movie. And I, I, I frankly just think it's time for the we, – we don't even have a studio, by the way. We, we are an independent film because we didn't want any of their help. We didn't want any of their input. We didn't want any of – of their controls, so we did it on our own. So let, let's start from the beginning. If people don't know this, and I'm sure most do. Yeah. You got behind a movie idea, Let There Be Light. It's, I'm the executive producer of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And Kevin Sorbo, I, I saw his movie, God's Not Dead. And I'll be, Mark, the movie just moved me. Mm. And I'm like, why can't we make more of these movies? So when I was interviewing him for his project, I said, if you ever get another good script let me see it i said let me read it and it just so happened that his wife sam and dan gordon who is you know he's done so many big you know oscar winning projects i can't even begin to name them they wrote the script and it's right literally ripped off the headlines of today's newspapers and so the movie starts with all the darkness in the world that you and i unfortunately have to talk about more than we wish and then it pans to the most realistic scene you'd see on a college campus today. And that is an atheist that is a red carpet, uh, glitterati, paparazzi um, star, supposedly, that wrote a book called Aborting God. And he's debating, that's played by Kevin Sorbo, and he's debating a, a very nice gentleman, Christian guy, and the audience hates the Christian, and they totally love the guy that, you know, is the atheist. And then from there, we go on a journey and we find out how is it possible that somebody could hate their creator, hate God. It doesn't matter what faith you're, you're a part of. And the movie has so many twists and turns. It, I think it's one of the most unpredictable endings that you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I sent you the movie a long time ago. There's not one Excellent. person that I know that has seen the movie mm-hmm. that hasn't cried, that it hasn't mm-hmm. touched them intellectually, emotionally, spiritually. This movie actually has truth and meaning, and it touches people. And that's what I set out to do here. That's why I did it. I, have, you know, um, I hope people will go see it, because if they do, then we can do more of them. That's my hope. And tell me about the theaters. And, and the movie comes out, when is it, now or tomorrow? So the, mo- the movie is out now. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing. We just got the early, just the matinee numbers from today, like about five minutes ago. And every other movie, because they have studio backing, they're in, you know, 3,000 theaters, 2,900 theaters. We're starting out in less than 400 theaters, almost 400. And our movie is outperforming all these movies by like a long shot in terms of proportionality. People are craving more heart and soul and values movies. You can take your whole family. It's got a great message. You don't have to cover. You know, I take my daughter to a movie and I'd be covering her eyes half the time. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, the movie locations are on my website, MarkLevinShow.com. Oh, thank Mark, you, buddy. Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter, and it's in what four or five hundred theaters, correct? Yeah, yeah. And you know, so if the movie does well this weekend, how this works if you're an independent? Because all these movies are all failing. Even, Mark, movies with $100 million budgets are bombing every other week. So if this movie, proportionally, based on the number of theaters it has, if it does well, then we will double, triple, quadruple the number of theaters. Because, you know, believe it or not, they, 
you know, these theaters follow the money, and I just think that, I think this movie's going to break through. I think it's going to do very well, and I just, but more importantly is, I think the message, it won't insult your values, it's not going to insult your faith, it's going to hopefully touch your heart, your mind, and your soul. Now, you know, look, you and I talk all the time about how, wow, what a different country we live in than we did growing up. You know, my kids are getting older now. Your kids are a little older now. Now you you have your beautiful granddaughter, who I think is adorable. But you know, and uh, grandson. That, oh God, I forgot. And your grandson, yes, who was just born. Yes. yes. And you know, when Mark, when we were growing up, Mark, what do we do? We get off the bus, we get on our bicycles, and we go out, and we'd be gone all day. Mm-hmm. There's not a single kid today that is allowed to do that, and if they are, they're going to get in more trouble than we ever dreamed of getting into. And that is not a good, that is not a good state for this country to be in. So, now, this, so this, movie, I, this movie is a wholesome movie, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Reminds yes, us about faith, it reminds us about Americanism, but yes, it's sir. done in an entertaining way. You're telling a story, and... It's so rather story. than watching uh, football players take a knee, you can actually watch something that's reinforcing. You know, and, and not only that, it takes you on a journey that I think, you know, imagine a guy that is a, one of the most popular atheists in the entire country. He writes a book of boarding God. He's got massive crowds. He's on red carpets. But his personal life is a mess. He, you know, he's got all the model girlfriends, and he's drinking, and he's doing drugs, and he abandoned his family. And it's a sad story in one way, and it just shows one man's life journey and the impact that all of us can have on any one individual, especially those that we love the most. And I'm going to tell you one other thing, Mark. When I first, you know, I, I made a decision to do this in 20 minutes, and I envisioned what this movie would eventually come out to look like. And believe me, it was almost a two-year process. And by the time I saw the first cut, I knew knew in my mind it would be good. But I was blown away and so happy with the product and how it came out. Because obviously that's not my area of expertise. I just, you know, I had a vision. I gave my input. And I let good people do their job. And they did an amazing job. I'm so proud of what Kevin did and Sam did. And Dan Gordon is a brilliant writer. Um, and what they bring to this, what they bring to this film, it just, when I actually went to one of the screenings and I saw people crying, it blew me away. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, I've always said, I'm on radio and I'm on TV, but the two things that seem to communicate and touch people's hearts the most are music, and you know I love music, and film. And this is one of those films that I think people will really love and enjoy and touch them in a, in a profound way. Wouldn't it be fascinating? You get an Oscar and you go up there and you give a speech. Oh, I'd love to give that speech. <laughs> Mark. Although, I, although I call these Oscars the Harveys now. So who knows? <laughs> Let me tell you, hell's going to freeze over before that ever happens. <laughs> but the like, imagine, what you know. What has the New York Times ever re- reviewed one of your best-selling books? That's never, never. going to happen. Never, never. Well, look, uh, I, I, I wish you the best with this. I want to remind people that you can find the theaters at MarkLevinShow.com. Yeah, open tonight opens. This is an important weekend. Yeah, go ahead. Go see it. It would be, it'd be amazing. Um, as always, you're a great support, uh, and I just can't thank you enough. You're one of my dearest friends in life. 
Uh, I love you and your whole family. I love your son, your daughter, your grandchildren, your wife. You have you you just have uh, an amazing life, and uh, uh, I'm oh, proud of you. everything you do too for our country. We need we need all hands on deck right now. Well, same with your family. But this is going to be fun. Have a fun weekend, everybody. It's fun. It, it, and, you'll be entertained. Yes, I promise you. And see a movie that doesn't. You know, you go. There's another one. Trash in America. That ain't going to happen with this movie. All right, okay. Sean. Very excited for you. I wish you all the best. All right, my friend. God bless you, and, and thanks to everybody. That uh, I hope they like it, and if they do, you know what? Maybe we'll do some more. All right, brother. Take care. All right, of brother. Yourself. God bless you. Thank you, man. I saw this movie, folks. I'm not going to get into it because I don't like when people tell me about movies that I might want to see, and I don't go to a lot of movies. But obviously, I got an early DVD of this movie. You're going to love this movie, and with all that's swirling around us today. All the leftism. And it's not a propaganda film. It's an entertaining film. It's an entertaining film. But it's the kind of film they used to do in the old days. Rather than trashing faith, it builds up faith. Rather than trashing the family, it builds up family. Rather than trashing the country, it builds up the country. It's an extraordinary movie. And they did it with, you know... A small fraction of the kind of money these, these Hollywood moguls pour into their into their uh, movies. So this is a great weekend to do it. I mean, there's not a whole lot going on this weekend. And I hope you'll check it out again. You go to MarkLevinShow.com. Is it on the homepage, Mr. Producer? Right on the homepage, right on the front page. You can check it out. Let's link to it again if we can, Rich, on Facebook and Twitter. Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter. I know you're going to love this movie, and I'd be anxious to hear what you think about it on Monday. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Remember, the name of the movie is Let There Be Light. Let There Be Light. As we approach the one-year anniversary of the launch of CRTV, the nation's fastest-growing digital network, we're even more steadfast in our mission to provide you the most thought-provoking and patriotic TV platform available anywhere. This is why we work so hard to bring you almost 200 episodes of Levin TV each year. You can watch them all, current and previous, with your incredibly affordable subscription to Conservative Review TV, CRTV. By the way, you can watch my interview that I did yesterday with Phil Robertson, formerly of Duck Dynasty. He and I hit it off. We come at these things from a somewhat different perspective, obviously, but we wind up in the same place. And I feel, did you see it, Rich? I feel our 45 minutes together, our discussion, was incredible. It was fantastic. It really was, wasn't it, between the two of us? I really want you folks to check it out. It's absolutely free. The whole thing's in front of the paywall, okay? But it's the sort of thing we're doing at Levin TV on CRTV. Now, we're adding Phil Robertson's fantastic new show, In the Woods with Phil, and it's unfiltered. And if that's not enough, there's new features like the CRTV White House Brief, the Morning Grinders, the hilarious Get Off My Lawn, a lot more, too. Don't forget our man Steve Dace, Steve Crowder, that guy is great, and others, Michelle Malkin. Now, all these programs are in stunning high definition, 100% commercial-free, and all available to you anytime, 24-7. It's time to start binge-watching programs you can feel good about. 
And you can start doing that today, right now. Just sign up at CRTV.com. That's CRTV.com. Or call 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-LEVIN-TV. See, folks, there are media things going on out there that you can enjoy and that reinforce your values without preaching, without being propagandists. Sean has this wonderful new movie out. I know you're going to love it, and you really ought to go tonight. You ought to go this weekend. Let There Be Light is the name of it. Check your closest uh, theater. And CRTV, Levin TV. How much time do I have, Rich? Well, I'm not going to do it. At the, ne- the top of the next hour, I'm going to do something. I'm going to read you something that has absolutely nothing to do with politics. Absolutely nothing to do with the media. Absolutely nothing to do with Hollywood. It was a, an incredible article. A credible article sent to me last night via email by my wife, who's in New Jersey visiting her mother, my wonderful mother-in-law. This, this article is short, and yet it's, it's striking, it's bracing. And all of you who are married, all of you who are contemplating getting married, this article's for you. This article's for you. But before we do that, at the top of the next hour, let us dive in. Jeff, Alney, Maryland, the great WMAL, go. Yeah, I guess I have a question. They're senior officials of the Democratic National Committee and uh-huh, the Clinton uh-huh. campaign that uh-huh. just don't seem to know about the Trump dossier. Of course How not. How do these people pay millions of dollars and not know what they're going to get? How do they pay millions of well, dollars? Well, isn't it interesting? On the one hand, they tell us it's opposition research. What's the problem? Who paid for it? I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't me. Well, it's just opposition research. What's the problem? And then they cover it up for a year. Their bag man, the lawyer, this uh, this this Elias fella, Mark Elias, is that his name, Rich? Mark Elias? Why the hell do I have to share a name with this guy? Anyway, Mark Elias, um, he lies to two New York Times reporters about it. So no big deal, no big deal. And yet, if it wasn't for Devin Nunes, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, who went to federal court, to get information that would have eventually revealed this, we wouldn't have seen it in the Washington Post. Go ahead. Yeah, nobody pays millions of dollars and doesn't know what they're going to get. No one pays millions of dollars and doesn't get a status report over months of time. No one funnels money through an attorney, a third party, unless they're trying to hide something. And no one hears about all this in the press and doesn't say anything unless they're ashamed. You're right. Excellent point. And... If it's routine opposition research, why wouldn't they have shared it with Hillary Clinton and John Podesta? Why wouldn't they have shared it with Debbie Wasserman Schultz? If it's routine and opposition research and it's no big deal, the answer is it's not routine and it's more than opposition research. You're leaning on a foreign entity. Didn't they tell us this 10 months ago when they were concocting this fiction about Trump and collusion? Now, all of a sudden, we hear no lectures about collusion with Russia, do we? Yeah, well, it just doesn't pass a sanity test, and I don't think the average American voter is going to believe it. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. 
Ladies and gentlemen, there was just, it's no big deal. I mean, you know, it's just opposition research, and uh, the Democrats were pushing it out to the media, no big deal. That is, the Democrats pushing it out to Democrats who happen to have uh, media platforms. What's the big deal? And we have a special counsel in part because of the dossier, and we have investigations all over the place because in part due to the dossier, and this is common practice, don't you know, folks? And then movement to impeach Trump. Oh, it's no big deal. We always do these sorts of things. I hope you'll come back. I want to read you something that I think you'll find very compelling. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. I am Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. We have a breaking story. Byron York, Washington Examiner, the Washington Free Beacon, funded the original Fusion GPS anti-Trump opposition effort, which is actually kind of interesting since I've considered the Washington Free Beacon very supportive of Donald Trump, uh, as well as its uh, its top guru, uh, Cantonetti. Lawyers for the conservative publication Free Washington Free Beacon informed the House Intelligence Committee Friday that the organization was the original funder for the anti-Trump opposition research project with Fusion GPS. The Free Beacon funded the project from the fall of 2015 through the spring of 2016, whereupon it withdrew funding and the project was picked up by the Democratic National Committee and the Hillary Clinton campaign. The original arrangement between the Free Beacon and Fusion GPS involved opposition research into multiple Republican candidates, not just front-runner Donald Trump. Sources closer to the Free Beacon stress that the project, when the Free Beacon funded it, had nothing to do with Russia and did not involve Christopher Steele, the former British spy who gathered anti-Trump dirt in Russia. Steele was retained by Fusion GPS when the project was funded by Democrats and not in its initial phrase, phase when the Free Beacon was involved. The Free Beacon was founded in 2012. Its founders included... Michael Goldfarb, who's moved back and forth between conservative journalism, politics, and activism. The Free Beacon was originally part of a 501c4 tax-exempt organization called the Center for American Freedom, but in 2014 became a for-profit organization. It's never revealed its ownership. The Center for American Freedom's original board of directors included William Crystal, the former editor of the Weekly Standard, a sister publication of the Washington Examiner, and where both Goldfarb and Free Beacon editor Matthew Continetti worked. And it goes on. That's enough. Continetti, when I read his stuff, particularly on National Review Online, has been, I think, strongly pro-Trump and strongly pro-nationalist populist. And so as you read this article, uh, they hired Fusion GPS to investigate Apparently, a whole bunch of Republican candidates were running in the Republican primary, including Donald Trump. All right, there you have it. Make of it as you will. All right, I said last hour, and I want to do it now, that I want to read something to you. It has nothing to do with politics. 
It's from A-I-S-H. I guess it's pronounced Aish or Ash.com. You're going to be shocked that I'm reading this to you, but given what's been going on in Hollywood, given what's been going on at MSNBC, to some extent, of course, Fox and other places, but given all the cheating and the sexual harassment, we're being told that this is typical, this is normal, and that men do this sort of thing. Well, that's a lie. My father never did it, and I never do it, and I've never done it. And there's tens of millions of men and women who are faithful, who don't cheat on their spouses. But this is even deeper than that. Dr. Yvette Altmiller, my husband is not my best friend. My Facebook feed is awash in anniversary posts celebrating my husband, my best friend, and birthday pictures of spouses with hashtags like hashtag BFF. These posts are sweet but I can't help feeling they don't really apply to me. My husband is not my best friend. I have best friends. The friend I see when I feel a little down and want to hear her upbeat take on life. The friend in Israel I can call when it's the middle of the night for me and I know she'll be up. The friend I phone when I want to share the latest cute story about what my kids are up to. The friend I take classes with whose thirst for spirituality is inspiring and is rubbed off on me. I can't imagine uh, living without any of these best friends. But the closeness I feel to my husband is different. It's a bond that transforms the two of us more than our closest friendships can. In the Torah, the first man and woman were originally one being. Adam and Eve were created as one entity and then separated by God. I'm reading this to you folks because I think it is compelling and also it is uh, it, it is countering this uh insistence and, and uh, on uh, on the cultural decline, this drive on the cultural decline, respecting marriage, all this sexual harassment and cheating on your wife stuff. When Adam first beheld Eve, his wife, he exclaimed, Now this is the bone from my bones and flesh from my flesh. Therefore every man shall leave his father and mother and join his wife, and they shall become one flesh, Genesis 2. 23-4. Judaism understands marriage to be a spiritual transformation of two halves that unite as a single, complete unit. We were originally created to be. Marriage isn't just friendship. And by the way, it's not just Judaism. It applies to everybody. Marriage isn't just friendship. Your spouse is literally a part of you. The first time the word love is used in the Torah, it's an expression of total giving and devotion. Abraham loved his son Isaac, Genesis 22:2. Anyone who's ever been kept up all night by a screaming infant or had to change countless diapers can attest to this sort of love. doesn't exist because of the pleasure and enjoyment it necessarily brings. It's something deeper. We recognize that our children are an extension of us, and that is why we love them. No amount of crying or sleepless nights can ever change that. The second time the word love is used in the Torah is between spouses. Isaac loved Rebekah, Genesis 24:67. Their love was also unconditional, like the love between a parent and their precious offspring. They each saw the other as an essential part of themselves. And that connection is permanent, eternal. Your children will, God willing, grow up and create their independent life. Your spouse forever remains a part of you, even in the next world. 
Living with this mindset doesn't guarantee that spouses will never argue or go through difficult times. But remembering that your spouse is your other half can help you be more understanding and patient. Rabbi Ariah Levin, a famed tzaddik of Jerusalem, once went to the doctor with his wife Zipporah, who was suffering from a foot ailment. When the doctor entered the room, Rabbi Levin exclaimed, Doctor, my wife's foot is hurting us. My wife's foot is hurting us. The rabbi and his wife were a true unit. Her pain was his pain. Her joy was his joy. Modern research shows that marriage profoundly changes us. The long-running Harvard study of adult development, which has been tracking the lives of adults since 1938, has found that having a strong relationship with your spouse is the single greatest predictor of happiness and good health. Those good relationships don't have to be smooth all the time, explains Dr. Robert Waldinger, the study's current director. Some of our octogenarian couples could bicker day in and day out, but as long as they felt that they could really count on the other when the going got tough, marriages were associated with markedly better well-being. I adore my best friends, she writes. They enrich my life, and I don't need a Harvard study to tell me that they make me happier and healthier. And sometimes I even prefer to spend time with them than my spouse, girls' night out. But decades ago, a heavenly voice called out that my husband and I were destined for each other and that we complete each other. That's more than even the best of friends can provide. When I look at my husband, I see not only him, but also, of all time, all the energy and love, all the devotion and commitment he's poured into our marriage, all the countless hours spent at work to help support us, the intensity of emotion he's poured into our family to help it be strong and vital, the uncounted hours he's given and given and then given some more to our marriage. No matter how much we might bicker, no matter how important our friends are to us, in an ideal marriage, nobody is in our corner like a spouse. No one else is a part of us. No one else completes us. Nobody else enriches our lives as only a husband or wife can. I will link to this on Mark Levin Show Facebook, on Mark Levin Show Twitter. I think it is an absolutely necessary counterbalance to all that we are hearing. And let me even suggest this to you. I am not a counselor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. And some marriages fail and some succeed. But if you truly love your wife or you truly love your husband, you would never, ever contemplate cheating on them. You would never, ever contemplate sexually harassing somebody. Never. And so when I hear these things about Halpern and Weinstein, and others. Now we see problems at Nickelodeon, guy at Netflix or at Amazon, uh, members of Congress, on and on and on. I do not believe this is the rule. I believe it's the exception. Maybe it's not the exception in all of Hollywood. Maybe it's not the exception in newsrooms. Maybe it's not the exception on Capitol Hill. But among we Americans, it's the exception. And I want you to keep in mind what I said the other day. One of the reasons our culture is rotting from within is because many of these men and women who reject what I just read to you, 
who get high on power, get high on influence, whether it's in government, whether it's in movies, whether it's in the media, wherever it is, and they think they're an untouchable, they drive our national agenda. Their reality is a reality they try to impose on the rest of us. Supreme Court justices, members of Congress, the bureaucracy, movie makers, actors and actresses, and all the rest. But there are the rest of us, hundreds of millions of us, who aren't buying it. We're just not buying it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Washington Free Beacon, of course, there wouldn't have been opposition research. It is a news outfit. However, I would make a statement today. It would come out, uh, not solely through Byron York, but through others, and explain exactly what they did. Washington Free Beacon um, funded the original Fusion GPS opposition research, and I see a, a Krylon a on, um, on one of the cable channels saying, on Trump. They funded it According to the Byron York piece that breaks the story in the Washington Examiner, they funded it on a number of Republicans who were running. And they should explain what they did. It doesn't involve the Russians. It doesn't involve a British foreign spy. I don't excuse it. I'm just saying it is different. And there's going to be this enormous effort all weekend to muddy the waters. Now, the Washington Free Beacon, last time I checked, is not the Republican National Committee, and it's not the Trump campaign or anybody else's campaign. And I see nothing here about them uh, supporting a, a dossier and pushing it out to the media either. But they'll have to answer for themselves. It's, as far as I'm concerned, it's been an excellent website. I like the website. And as I say, the uh, the fellow who runs the website, I had always assumed he was a big Trump guy, based on what he was writing. Maybe not always. Uh, and he was buying into the nationalist populist stuff. But maybe I'm wrong. But that's how I read his stuff, pretty much. Leon Panetta was on CNN yesterday. And uh, the stuff about the dossier and the payments and the Clinton campaign and everything. Uh, obviously, Wolf Blitzer said, I better try and get in front of this thing or I'm going to be revealed as the clown that I am. Cut one, go. How could both the chair of the DNC and the Clinton campaign not know about these payments? Well, it's obviously something that uh, the Intelligence Committee is going to have to have to look at. Um, you know, uh, knowing uh, presidential campaigns, their big operations, and somehow the uh, left hand may not know what the right hand is doing, uh, and that could be the case here. But uh, I really do think that uh, the committee is going to have to uh, get into this, uh, determine just exactly what happened, who knew what, and when. 
But if the lawyer who uh, was representing the Democratic National Committee and the Clinton campaign, Mark Elias, is sitting next to John Podesta. He was asked, do you know about the funding? He says, no. Wouldn't it be his responsibility to at least whisper in his ear, yes, yes, you, and tell him what was going on? So if he, if he wasn't lying, John Podesta, he would, ex- he would be able to clarify all of that before, before the committee in a sense. Now let's was- stop there, especially if it's no big deal, right? Which is what they're, oh, it's just opposition research. Because it is a big deal. Go ahead. Well, it certainly makes the situation very awkward. Uh, if you're testifying and saying you have no knowledge uh, and the attorney sitting next to you is one of those that uh, knew uh, what uh, what was involved here, uh, I, I think it does uh, raise an issue that the committee is going to have to look at uh, and uh, determine just exactly who knew what. Exactly right. Exactly right. Whose idea was it to go to the Russians? Whose idea? And when that information came back through the uh, ex-British spy and came back in this brief, this document, dossier, call it what you wish, they had to know most of it if all of it was false. They had to know, right? And yet they kept pushing it. And yet it did influence the the course of a criminal investigation, the course of a counterintelligence investigation, you know. This is a really, really big deal. Debbie Wasserman Schultz on Capitol Hill yesterday. Cut two, go. When did you learn the DNC and the Clinton campaign were behind the dossier? I wasn't aware of And then how can you, could you have led the DNC and be in the dark about the dossier? I wasn't aware of the arrangement at and then, what do you think about the new leadership statement, basically, kicking the can back to old leaders, to your leadership, saying that new leadership will Like a parrot. I wasn't aware of the arrangements at all. I wasn't aware of the arrangements. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. You know, uh, this leftist, Debbie Vossman Schultz, she didn't know that the person who was working for her in IT... Uh, you've heard about all that in IT, uh, was corrupt and was gathering their data. She didn't know anything about that. She didn't know anything about payments made through Mark Elias, the uh, Democrat attorney, the hack, that went to uh, Fusion GPS and, and the rest of that. She didn't know about that either. Hillary Clinton doesn't know anything. John Podesta doesn't know anything. Nobody knows anything. Uh, they're liars. How could John Podesta not know? You heard Wolf Blitzer, and of course, whatever he says, you know, has to be true. But the fact is, you have Mark Elias, who's getting money from these two entities. So we need to know who authorized the spending of the money, who exactly cut the checks, who did Mr. Elias report to initially, who did he report to during the course of this opposition research, and uh, in the end... Who did he report to? It's not hard to find out. Put the man under oath and watch him plead the fifth. I'll be right back. This is the Octagon of Talk Radio. The Mike Levin Show. Call in now at 877 381 3811.
Well, let's talk about education for a minute. Did you know that more than 15 states have begun requiring high school students to pass a basic citizenship test in order to graduate? It's sad that such a test is even necessary, and it shows me that to the extent American civics education even exists anymore, something has gone very, very wrong with it. That's why besides their free online courses and in Primus, Hillsdale College is making an impact in K-12 education, and here's how. Hillsdale helps found and provides ongoing support and guidance to classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Thousands of elementary and high school students are enrolled already. And Hillsdale does it all without taking a single penny of taxpayer funding or money from the schools themselves. It's called the Barney Charter School Initiative, and it's revolutionizing K-12 education. You can learn more about it, and you should, by going to levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You can watch the brief, powerful video about this exciting work and witness the difference Hillsdale is making on thousands of lives all across the country. That's Levin for Hillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N, Levin for Hillsdale.com. Brett, West Palm Beach, Florida, the great WJNO country. Go. Hi, good evening, Mr. Levin. Uh, I was listening earlier to uh, Mr. Bongino on Hanley show. Uh, and my, my All right, Dump. Thank you for your call. I don't know why people do that. I really don't. Charlotte, Chicago, Illinois, on the Mark Levin app. Go. I don't understand the free beacon. Don't they have any investigative reporters to look at Republican candidates? Why are they farming out research to a third party, Fusion GPS? Are they sure the information is valid? Is Cheryl Atkinson the last investigative reporter in the country? Well, you're throwing a lot of questions out there, and I can't really answer any of them. But uh, look what they got back on Trump. Uh, you know, a I don't know that they got anything back on Trump. Look, the Washington Free Beacon stopped. I forget when they stopped. And then the Democrats picked up. They had nothing to do with Russia and nothing to do with the, with the uh, spy in Britain. That came later when the Democrats were spending their money. Right. I don't approve of it, but if we're going to attack them, we at least uh, raise, the, raise the facts accurately, you know? No, I know they didn't go uh, to Russia, but, but... I didn't say they didn't go to Russia. What I'm saying is, apparently when they hired the uh, Fusion GPS, Fusion GPS was not working with <clears throat> Christopher Steele, who in turn was working with the Kremlin. Okay. I don't know what they came up with, but apparently they weren't just investigating Trump. They were investigating a lot of Republicans. I'd be curious to know which ones. Mm-hmm. And how much they spent. Uh... I don't really care how much they spent. It's their money. But I would like to know who they were investigating. Well, uh, thanks to uh, Byron York, uh, we're getting some of this anyway. Well, what happens in a situation like that is people are trying to control the damage. So they go to a friendly... And, I'm, and they go to Byron. I'm not saying that that not anything wrong with that, but it's better. I'm sure they're thinking to do it that way than some creep from Mother Jones doing it. Something like that. Okay. Thank you. All right. You take care. Gary Findlay, Ohio. I, I, you know what? I can believe anything anymore. Can you, Mister Reduce? I can believe anything anymore. Findlay, Ohio, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Shalom, Alechem. How are you doing, sir? Ah, Toda. I'm doing great. How are you? 
Not too bad, sir. Um, what I was calling about, uh, Larry Arn recently said, um, virtuous. The great life president in of, uh, the great president of Hillsdale College and a dear friend of mine. Go ahead. Good man. I missed him today at the university. But anyway, what I was calling about, sir, is I've watched, I'm 51 and I've been watching these, uh, Caligula like cockroaches squeeze and get away with whatever for years. Is there a way, since you've written books and it's not your area of law probably, but with regard to her book being in the autobiography section of whatever bookstore. All right, let's so let's she, speak in English. You're talking about Hillary Clinton? Yeah, what happened? Anyway, as far as omissions or blatant falsehoods, because now we find the truth, is there any ramifications with that regarding legally or Simon & Schuster or anybody like that? No, I mean, who are you going to say? I mean, I, I'm... I, who is the cause of that? I'm not following this. What would the lawsuit be? That she didn't well, tell the I truth? I have no clue. I'm ignorant of the law at all. But well, you ignorant. can't just sue somebody because they write something you don't like. Or even if they lie. If they're not lying about an individual's character, and even that raises certain issues depending on uh, if they're a public official or not. But no, you don't just bring lawsuits against people. Oh, I meant use as evidence against her. In whatever, for, if they even. All right, thanks for your call. Evidence of what? Am I missing something, Rich? Evidence for what? Jonathan, Tampa, Florida, on the Mark Levin app. Let's pick it up. Go. Uh, good evening, Mr. Levin. On October 18th, the Attorney General provided testimony to the Senate Judiciary Committee, and the, the Democrats seem to rehash a lot of old questions regarding Russian collusion, wanted discussions with the president. And my point is this. I believe now, post, post the Washington Post story, they were attempting to broaden the scope of his recusal, force him to a future recusal. I'm, 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 trying to, to do what with Sessions' recusal? Do what? <clears throat> so trying to force Sessions to recuse himself from any future uh, okay. criminal proceedings or... Um, right. With regard to the uranium deal. Mm. And with with that, the point is where those questions came from, from the Democrats, they um, either they knew they knew the story was coming and they don't. You know, the point is they don't believe in the rule of law. They don't believe in uh, getting down to the bottom. of They don't believe in the security of the nation when 20 percent of our uranium is going mm -hmm. to the Russians. Now, you know, you make a great point. I don't believe this stuff where they're all, uh, you know, deaf, dumb, and blind about this. I really don't. And I think you make a great point now that you're, you're pointing out that, that, that. Let me ask you this question, Jonathan. And it was raised by Sebastian Gorka in some context. I don't know, but it's a good question. Um, if, if public officials, if, if elected officials, a bureaucrat, whatever they are, were involved in con conveying 20% of America's uranium to the Russians in the 1950s. What would that be called? Treason. Absolute treason. And the entire nation, the entire nation, but for the radical kooks who supported the Soviet Union, would have been appalled, and that party would pay a deep price for decades, wouldn't it? They would have. They'd run out of town. Look how the media try to cover this up. Look how the Democrats willingly run to the microphones and lie and deceive the American people. They, they want you to pretend that this is just a, a distraction. The conveyance of 20% of our uranium, the control over it to the Russians, is a distraction? And the, the, if true, the Democrats, 
asking those questions to get Attorney General Sessions to recuse himself from any investigation. They're accessories after the fact. Well, that's a legal phrase. They're not really. Uh, they're members of Congress. But all that said, the fact of the matter is that the Democrat Party, what does the Democrat Party stand for, Jonathan? Themselves. Does it stand for the country? And if it stands for the country, in what sense does it stand for the country? If it's not appalled by this, if it's not, dis- if they're not disgusted with their own party, if they're not disgusted with their own candidate in her campaign, if they're not disgusted with all their media friends and colleagues, then there's something wrong with them. Thank you for your call, sir. There's something wrong with them. Let's go to Klaus, Paulent, New York, on XM Satellite. Go. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. Um, I had a couple of comments about the dossier and how if this this regular, everyday campaign opposition research is somehow also involving the FBI and the prior administration and hires yeah. up that really have nothing to do with opposition research mm-hmm. on a candidate. It's just it's ludicrous, Mark. You're right on, and I tried to explain this yesterday, too, the FBI's role. And you could see they picked it up at the Wall Street Journal editorial page, the circle uh, nerds over there. They actually listened to the program. And uh, really what you have here with the FBI's use of the dossier is, and uh, Mr. Uh, Clapper uh, confessing that you know, everybody wants to say it's a result of the dossier that they began the counterintelligence investigation of the president. No, it's before that, which makes it worse. Which makes it worse. They're investigating a candidate for President of the United States without any basis whatsoever. Let me ask you this, and I do this as a rhetorical uh, measure, Klaus. On what conceivable evidence would they start a federal counterintelligence investigation of Trump or his campaign uh, even prior to receiving the dossier? Under what conceivable evidence? There's not. It would have to be. It would have to be something so serious that there would already be charges brought against them. That's right. And what are they? By now, somebody would have leaked something out, wouldn't they? They're non-existent. Okay. Then we get the dossier, and the FBI apparently gloms onto this. Not only that, pays or wants to pay money to continue with this guy Christopher Steele, who got information from among other places the Kremlin. So what you actually have here is the, let's not skip this, it's the Obama administration. It's the Obama administration investigating Trump world during the course of an election. The opposition party, uh, ultimately, candidate for president of the United States. And the FBI director, Mr. Comey, is complicit. Yeah, they never thought that, that he was ever going to win, so they never had to worry about any of this. And well, it, it, they did worry about it, didn't they? That's one of the reasons they were investigating him. Yeah. It's, but they yeah, didn't but, think but he would win. Fact, yeah, exactly. So they wouldn't have to worry about any of this investigation because it would just go poof, gone, no problem. Right. right. I agree with you. All right. Thanks for your call, my friend. Let's see. Matthew, Melbourne, Florida, Sirius Satellite, go. Hey, the great one. It's a, a privilege and an honor to get to finally speak to you. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. Thank you. And by the way, you can call me Denali if it's easier. Denali it is, then. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to make a quick comment. You know, these, uh, you know, I, you know, 
I've watched the Democrat Party and their surrogates in Hollywood and the media and so on and so forth. And, you know, I've noticed a reoccurring tactic, and it's almost something you can you could literally pin your hat to, to the wall. And that is whenever they're going to commit a crime, some kind of crime, the first thing that they're going to do is they're going to find somebody or some group to blame the same crime on, even if they have to fabricate it. Mm-hmm. And, for example, this whole thing with the Russia incident, I mean, it's, it's just perfectly lines up. They go out there, they commit the treason with, uh, with working with the Russians. So what do they do to set up a smoke screen? They, they accuse the Republican Party, uh, Donald Trump in particular, of working with the Russians. It's a perfect smokescreen because they have media on their side to push the message. And, and let me and, ask you a question. Despite all the propaganda from the media and their, uh, and, and their um, taskmasters, the Democrat Party, let, let, let me ask you a question. After getting 20% control of American uranium in the Obama administration when Hillary Clinton's Secretary of State, paying half a million dollars to Bill Clinton, which apparently worked, $145 million invested in the Clinton Foundation. So they invest half a million into Bill Clinton, $145 million into the Clinton Foundation. They get 20% of the uranium. Why the hell wouldn't they want Hillary Clinton to be president of the United States? Exactly. It's a, it's a this has never made any sense to me. Really, it's a ridiculous notion. And, I, you know, it's just, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a scientist and an engineer, and... The, just the thought that you live in a country that is, you live in a country that is in opposition to another country, that is obviously your adversary. And you know, Bill Clinton would never live anywhere else. And, but yet he's willing to give an adversary. I think he'd live in Amsterdam, frankly. Well, I mean, who well, no, knows? He'd probably live in Haiti too. I mean, if, uh, you know, now that I think about it, you know, wherever he can get a, you know, uh, you know, easy supply of hookers. He probably lived. There. Oh my goodness, sir! That's a that's that's a bridge too far. <laughs> well, all right. Listen, thanks for your call. I gotta go. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. say some of this reporting is laughable, looking at the Daily Caller. So the Washington Free Beacon was behind this original uh, opposition research, and not just on Trump, but they say on a number of candidates, that is the uh, Free Beacon. Apparently one of the main funders behind the Free Beacon is a billionaire by the name of Paul Singer. They're all billionaires backing one or the other. Paul Singer according to the Daily Caller, is anti-Trump, but is pro-Rubio. So Rubio gets dragged into the story. I would say this, if you have evidence, and I'm not a Rubio guy or any of these guys, if you have evidence that Rubio was involved in this, then present it. This is the liberal game that I detest. Well, this donor did this, and since this donor gave money to this guy on the side over here also, he may have known something. Let's just get the facts out there. What's wrong with that? There are plenty of facts to get out there. Ask Paul Singer what he knew. Or ask Continetti, the gentleman who runs the uh, Free Beacon. He put out a statement already, apparently. Let's see. Business travel. Business travel. If you're a business traveler, please listen. I'm going to help you right now. It's a game of wins and losses. 
An open seat next to you on your flight, that's a big win. The reclining seat in front of you, that's a loss. Buying your business trip at Upside.com, now that's not just a win, that's a triple win. Upside has the absolute best available prices for flights, hotels, and rental cars. That's win number one. Win number two is how Upside rewards you with a gift card to places like Amazon.com every time you buy a business trip. And the third win is the amazing six-star treatment you get from Upside's Navigators. They're customer service specialists. Navigators are instantly accessible 24-7 on the Upside app, even reaching out so you can avoid a problem before it happens. And I'm going to help you out right now. Go to Upside.com. Use my code MARK. Upside.com, code MARK. You'll get a minimum $100 gift card to Amazon.com. That's code MARK for a minimum $100 gift card to Amazon.com when you buy your next business trip at Upside.com. Upside.com, code MARK. You deserve a better business trip. So check them out. Check them out. All right. So this Paul Singer is a libertarian. He uh, he invests in a lot of causes. Uh, Manhattan Institute, various think tanks, um, and so forth and so on. And you got this... Uh, this other organization that the Mercers have, what, what's it called? I don't even remember the name of it. Cambridge Analytics or Analytica or something of that sort, uh, which allegedly, reportedly requested information uh, from the WikiLeaks guy. So you got these billionaires throwing their money around, throwing their weight around, and um, some of them getting caught with their uh, fingerprints. That's what ha- that's that's what's happening. Some of them are getting caught with their fingerprints, or they may not even know what the hell's going on. But I doubt that. But I don't know. I don't know how Rubio got dragged into this. It's really quite hilarious. I think there's a very very wealthy man, as an example, who helped launch the Daily Caller by the name of Foster Freeze. I know that because when they launched it, I was called by Tucker Carlson, and he said we're launching a new site. I hope you can. Uh, Provide us support and so forth, and Foster Freeze is involved, has invested in it and so forth. That's perfectly fine. I don't have any problem with that. We have a very wealthy man who also assists us at uh, CRTV.com. But it doesn't mean that Marco Rubio is personally involved in any of this. I would like to know, as I keep saying, who were the candidates that the Free Beacon were trying to seek opposition research on? I'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We have a little bit more. Let me tell you what I think took place, just surmising. I think the New York Times was ready to break this story. I suspect the Free Beacon or its surrogates uh, went to the uh, Washington Examiner, um, Byron York, in order to beat them to the punch. I'm no fan of this Kenneth Vogel, who does hit jobs all the time, has done them on me, or Maggie Haberman. I don't know who she is either, but she's a big time, I mean, personally, 
but they are uh, writers for the New York Times. These are the two reporters who said Mark Elias essentially lied to them. Uh, the Democrat attorney, the general counsel to the Hillary Clinton campaign, and counsel for the DNC when they confronted him about this dossier. Now, one of my concerns is, as I, I'm going to read this to you from the New York Times, is what we're going to have now. There's a whole field of people who are paid to do opposition research. One leaks to the other. And it's, by the way, it's on the Republican side, too. It's on the pseudo-conservative side and all the rest. They hire people to do this stuff. I try to stay as far away from these people as I can. So they leak, they leak, they get their, their giggles going and so forth as they try to destroy somebody's candidate or try whatever it is. Whatever it is. And I'm no special pleader for these people. Uh, in this story, the Free Beacon, I don't know who uh, this, uh, let's see here, the billionaire, what is his name, Singer, never met him, never spoke to him, never corresponded with him. Uh, but all that said, um, the focus to me needs to remain on the Russian element of this, because that's what we've been told over and over again, Russia, 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 Russia. So let me read this to you. This is the New York Times version. Conservative website first funded anti-Trump research by firm that later produced dossier. Now look how deceiving that is. The Democrats funded the research that produced the dossier. The Washington Free Beacon first funded the opposition research through Fusion GPS that involved Trump and apparently other candidates. I'd love to know who those other candidates are. Here's the New York Times story. The Washington Free Beacon, a conservative website funded by a major Republican donor, was the first to hire the firm that conducted opposition research on Donald J. Trump, including a salacious dossier describing ties between Mr. Trump and the Russian government, website representatives told the House Intelligence Committee on Friday. Now, I want you to look how deceiving that first sentence is, and it gives cover to the Democrats. And because the New York Times, shockingly, the Holocaust-denying New York Times is the paper record for the left. You've got to watch this. They tied together the Free Beacon and the dossier, even though the Free Beacon had nothing to do with the dossier, and the Free Beacon had nothing to do with the Russian government involvement. The Free Beacon was involved in funding opposition research. Well, I mean, you can denounce them for that. That's, that's fine by me. What I'm saying is... The Russian government part came from the funding by Hillary Clinton and the DNC. So you see, already, the way the New York Times has written this, they've created confusion. It goes on. According to people briefed on the conversation, the website hired the firm, Fusion GPS, in October 2015 to unearth damaging information about several Republican presidential candidates. But the headline says conservative website first funded anti-Trump research by firm that later produced dossier. Okay, according to people briefed on the conversation, the website hired the firm, Fusion GPS, in October 2015 to unearth damaging information about several Republican presidential candidates, including Mr. Trump. How much you want to bet it also involves Ted Cruz? Just saying. But the Free Beacon told the firm to stop doing research on Mr. Trump in May 2016 as Mr. Trump was clinching the Republican nomination. In April 2016, the next month, Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign and the Democratic National Committee 
also retained Fusion GPS to research any possible connections between Mr. Trump, his businesses, his campaign team, and Russia. Working for them, now they're clarifying, working for the Democrats, Fusion GPS retained a respected former British spy named Christopher Steele. Why is he respected, by the way? He went on to produce a series of memos that alleged a broad conspiracy between the Trump campaign and the Russian government to influence the 2016 election on behalf of Mr. Trump. The memos, which became known as the Steele dossier, also contained unsubstantiated accounts of encounters between Mr. Trump and Russian prostitutes, as well as real estate deals that were intended as bribes. The Free Beacon is funded in large part by the New York hedge fund billionaire Paul Singer, according to an associate of Mr. Singer. The associate said Mr. Singer, a leading Republican donor, was not aware of the dossier or Mr. Steele's involvement until January when BuzzFeed published the dossier. The Free Beacon has a history, this is the New York Times, of employing so-called opposition research firms to assist in news articles critical of targets ranging from Mr. Trump to Mrs. Clinton. A staff member on the House Committee declined to comment. Mr. Singer initially supported Senator Marco Rubio's campaign for the Republican presidential nomination, but after Rubio dropped out of the race, Singer spearheaded an effort to block Mr. Trump from winning the presidential nomination, drawing Mr. Trump's ire. So nothing has changed on the fundamentals with respect to the Hillary campaign and the DNC picking up the the ball from the Washington Free Beacon. The Washington Free Beacon drops it. The Democrats pick it up. Mr. Steele is hired by the firm. Mr. Steele works with the Kremlin, in my view. And the information of the dossier becomes available. I hope that clarifies everything. That's what we know so far. Okay? Let's see here. The Washington Free Beacon just put out a statement. A note to our readers. Ready? Since its launch in February 2012, the Washington Free Beacon has retained third-party firms to conduct research on many individuals and institutions of interest to us and our readers. In that capacity, during the 2016 election cycle, we retained Fusion GPS to provide research on multiple candidates in the Republican presidential primary, just as we retained other firms to assist in our research into Hillary Clinton. All the work that Fusion GPS provided to the Free Beacon was based on public sources, and none of the work product that the Free Beacon received appears in the Steele dossier. The Free Beacon had no knowledge of or connection to the Steele dossier, did not pay for the dossier, never had contact with, knowledge of, or provided payment for any work performed by Christopher Steele. Nor did we have any knowledge of the relationship between Fusion GPS and the Democratic National Committee, Perkins Coy, and the Clinton campaign. Representatives of the Free Beacon approached the House Intelligence Committee today and offered to answer what questions we can in their ongoing probe of Fusion GPS and the Steele dossier. But to be clear, writes Matthew Continetti, the editor-in-chief, We stand by our reporting. We do not apologize for our methods. We consider it our duty to report verifiable information, not falsehoods or slander. We believe that commitment has been well demonstrated by the quality of the journalism that we produce. The First Amendment guarantees our right to engage in news gathering as we see fit. 
We intend to continue doing just that as we have since the day we launched this project. Matthew Continetti, Editor-in-Chief, Michael Goldfarb, Chairman. So there you have it. Curious to know what you think about that. Let's see here. Um, uh, Lynn, Springfield, Missouri, the great KSGF. Go. By the way, you notice all this news that breaks on Friday evenings. It's incredible. Lynn, go right ahead. I hope they finally do something. She's always above justice. They, You know, during the election, I had family members and uh, family friends that blocked me as friends on Facebook because I supported Trump. Well, you know what? They wouldn't be my friends if they started uh, blocking you because of the candidate you supported. I can't believe that you would support a womanizer like that. And it was like, really? You mean she she attacked <sighs> these women and 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 went after these women that that. All right, we know the story. Thank you for your call. Hope, Michigan, the great WJR, go. I think what we have is information laundering by the Democrat Party, just like money laundering by organized crime, i.e. you run illegal money through a legitimate organization so you can't trace where it came from. Let me ask you this question. You now know that a a conservative website initiated... uh, Opposition research through Fusion GPS, not just of Trump, but other candidates. Uh, it did not involve Christopher Steele. It did not involve the Russians. It did not involve the dossier. What do you think about all that? See, my concern is now everyone's going to be focused on that, and the Democrats are going to try to use that as a way to get off the hook with their Russia connection. I, I think they, the Russian connection is a way for them to launder away the facts. All right. Thank you for your call. Joe, Oxford, Florida, the great WSKY. Go. Hey, Mark. How are you? Big fan of the show. Thank you. Now, this whole sideshow months ago with Demi Wasserman Schultz and her, what is it, the IT guy from Pakistan? Yes. That whole story was bizarre in itself, and I wonder if that whole thing has something to do with what's going on today. For example... Could he have had information about what's going on right now? And he was blackmailing her. That's why she felt compelled. Well, I think this is a little outside the box. Okay. We have no, we have no idea of what you're talking about. Okay. It's just, it's a surmise. But you have to admit, right, Joe? This is like one fictional novel after another, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. But, but when it comes to the liberals, nothing surprises me. So. And they I, defend it. They act like it's no big deal. One day they hate Comey, the next day they love Comey because Trump fires him. One day they hate Russia, now it's just opposition research. Yep. These people are sleazy as hell. They are. They are sleazy as hell. Bottom line is, 20% of our uranium is now where it ought not be, under the control of the Russians. And before the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and Eric Holder, that 20% of the uranium belonged to the United States. That's the bottom line. And any party, any politician, 
any media outlet, any surrogates who defend that are un-American. What do you think about that? I agree with you 150%. And for that statement, I will be attacked. But you know what? The truth is the truth. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. The truth is the truth. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. on the marriage article I read, but Chris on Lynchburg, Virginia, he's calling about it. Sirius XM, how are you, sir? I'm fine. How are you, sir? Very well, thank you. I can only tell you one thing. Uh, the most important thing I've ever done is gotten married to the wonderful lady I'm married to. Very good. It's yep. powerful. Uh, there's, there's nothing more strong in the world, uh, frankly. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. We can get through any political issue or otherwise. Um, mm -hmm. four four kids, two granddaughters, mm -hmm. kids are married. It's just like magic. Um, and frankly, it it really doesn't matter what happens outside of that. And that's that's what uh, I think a lot of these people who cheat on their wives or cheat on their husbands or the sexual harassment stuff. This is what they don't get. Uh, and I I really do think that most Americans do get it. Yet most of these power centers, they don't get it uh, because power has that effect. You know, you can think you can get away with anything. You think you can do anything. And yeah. the irony is a lot of the people who are criticizing this, I suspect they have uh, uh, their own uh, skeletons in their own closet. I don't know, but uh, but we'll see over time. All right, Chris, I appreciate your call, sir. Rob, Brooksville, Florida, the great WJBX. Go. Listen, nobody's brought up uh, Section 10, Article 3 of the Constitution uh, pertaining to treason to the United States. And this dossier was only fixed to cover oh, up. Well, what, are you, what are you talking about? People are saying treason all over the place. I'm saying when Hill, uh, Bill and Hillary sold our plutonium uh, to Russia, they committed you, you, uranium, uranium, and people have said used the word treason. And, and anyway... Now it's right, cover no up because we're going to find out probably the Russians were paying fusion. Uh, okay, okay, you're getting two things. Maybe they were paying fusion, but they're two different things there. The uh, fusion GPS thing uh, was the Democrats paying for it uh, with respect to uh, Mr. Steele and with respect to uh, getting information from the Kremlin. There's no question about that. And that's why it's important to understand the Washington Free Beacon had a role in opposition research of Trump and others, apparently, but not in Steele and the dossier. That's on the Clinton campaign. That's on the Democrat Party and their bag man, this lawyer, Mark Elias. There's no question about that, although you're going to see efforts to divert it. The uranium scandal is also all Democrat, all Obama, all Clinton, all Mueller, all Comey, all Rosenstein. And this is a big deal, too. You know, people say one scandal is bigger than the other. Let me tell you something. These are the two biggest scandals I've ever seen, ever. And the idea that 20% of America's uranium is now controlled by the Russians. It occurred in the Obama administration. One of nine uh, committee members was Hillary Clinton. Another one was Eric Holder. Maybe uh, she didn't affirmatively support it, which I don't believe, but she could have stopped it. Her husband around the same time gets half a million dollar speech. 
All this money pouring into the uh, Clinton Library that doesn't pour into the Clinton Library now from the Russians. And here's the biggest ruse of all, Rob. You and I were supposed to believe that it was Trump colluding with the Russians. It never made sense to me. As I said on day one, it doesn't make sense. The Russians want liberals who undermine the military. And now we know, of course they would want Hillary Clinton. Of course they would want the Democrats. Hell, they got 20% of our uranium from these people. Why would they oppose them? It's not going to end, or it's not going to be completely open until Congress comes forth with a law that the Clinton Foundation opens up all their records where their donations come from, because a bunch of them came through. Now, hold on now. That law already exists. So, uh, well. That already exists. All right, thanks for your call. That, that already exists. And uh, people are trying to figure out on the other side, the Clinton campaign, they apparently concealed the fact that they were involved in, in, uh, in retaining this uh, Fusion GPS. And uh, on their campaign reports. So somebody filed a complaint about that, and people are looking into that as well. Well, why would they care? It's just opposition research. Everybody does it. And, and Hillary Clinton's spokesman said, you know, we should be proud of this. What's the big deal? They're talking out of both sides of their mouths. They're involved in a massive cover-up, while on the other hand they're saying it's no big deal, it's just opposition research, and we're proud of it. We'll be right back. in time for Halloween. The Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi nightmare continues. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Watch how some of these moronic hosts and websites change the focus of this truly serious scandal on the dossier. From the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC... In this guy, Mark Elias, and their use of Fusion GPS to get a hold of this British ex-spy who gets information from the Kremlin. All that happened subsequent to this uh, Free Beacon activity. You're going to see the Democrats try to focus on the Free Beacon, on their supporters and all the rest, none of whom I know that I know of rather than the culprits when it comes to the dossier. The lightweights, the mental midgets will all do that on all sides. The fact of the matter is that dossier was produced by the Democrat Party in the Clinton campaign, effectively, with assistance from the Russians. And that must remain the focus, or this scandal is going to go up in a cloud of dust where people are trying to settle scores rather than get the truth out. That's what's going to happen if we're not careful. And you're going to see it, I predict right now, all Sunday long. This is what the Democrats are going to do. This is what the media will do. The big story won't be that Hillary, her campaign, the DNC, Wasserman Schultz's operation, this Democrat law firm with this Democrat hack, using foreign sources, including the Kremlin, to produce a document that the FBI then used to, initi- to initiate a special counsel investigation of the President of the United States. All that's going to be missed. 
because clowns out there want to settle scores or show how tough they are. But we'll stick to the facts here that really matter. They really matter. You know, attention gun owners. Can you say with 100% confidence that your family and home are safe? Well, what if you defend yourself too soon? Do you know exactly what to say and what to do with your gun when the police arrive? Here's how you can take a simple and rewarding journey to concealed carry and home defense confidence. It's called the 2017 Concealed Carry and Family Defense Guide, and it's from the U.S. Concealed Carry Association, and it's 100% free. You'll learn how to detect attackers before they see you, how to survive a mass shooting, the safest and most dangerous places to sit in a restaurant, how to responsibly own and store a gun, even if you have little kids, and a whole lot more. It's 164 pages. It's almost like a book. And it comes with a bonus audio version so you can listen in your car. Now, this life-changing guide is 100% free. And for a limited time, you'll also get a bonus home defense checklist. So visit DefendThem.com right now for 100% free instant access. Once again, that's DefendThem.com. DefendThem.com. All right. Let's continue. Let me get out of this and get to you folks. Here we go. Boom, 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 boom. Here we go. Um, here. Matt, Rome, Texas, the great WBAP. Go. How you doing today, Mark? All right. Thank you, Matt. Good. You know, listen to everything that's been going on over these uh, past eight months. First off, I think, you know, if something doesn't happen, if the Republicans don't start standing behind this president, I think this is where the, where why people are not confident in their government mm-hmm. because of everything that this goes on, and that's why they have poor ratings as far as how people feel about their government, not about the country, but about their government. Right. I think you know. I think that uh, I know that the president can sit there and, and basically do away with Mueller if he wanted to, as far as cancel the uh, investigation. But I think it you know, holds, he, he would you know, pay a horrible, horrible price for it. Trust me. Yeah, and and I think the good thing is that he's he's been letting it go on. He knows the truth. Let it go on and on, but uh, and it'll it'll come out. But if some heads don't roll over this, and I'm not talking about some scapegoats, I'm talking about some high officials. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just going to be this is this is the reason why people do not have faith in the government. And, and let me tell you something, even more than Trump, even though he's the target of this. We have many, many, many instrumentalities of our government have gone rogue. Have yes. gone rogue. That should worry everybody, shouldn't it? That That's exactly it. And I'm, I'm just, you know, the Republicans do not stand for him. And, you know, I, I voted for uh, Cruz, but I'm very proud of uh, Trump and what he's done. And you know what the thing is? He's a fighter. Mm-hmm. He's got mm-hmm. the American spirit, and that's what we wanted somebody. And he's done a lot of good things for, uh, from my perspective of conservatives like us, hasn't he? That's exactly it. Exactly it. So. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right, my friend. You take care of yourself. And even more, we constitutional conservatives, we want to defend the Constitution. And I started the show with this guy, Tom Steyer, who has as his purpose the impeachment of the president. And he's slopping his money all over the place, demanding that uh, Democrat candidates impeach the President of the United States. So he's trying a coup. Another one. 
when I say this, it upsets media matters, you know. But I like upsetting them. Bunch of lousy buffoons over there anyway. All right. Uh, let us go to Paul. Asher, Alabama, the great WAPI. Go. Hey, Mark. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. You know, you know I, my, uh, my grandson, well, I don't think, I, my grandson's name is Asher, my new grandson. Go right ahead. Well, and you named, and you already named your town after him. How did you know? Oh, you know, it's a, it's a thing of where you just live here. You don't actually. It's amazing. It. <laughs> yes, exactly. But Asher's a great name. Um, yes. I was going to a conspiracy. It's either that or Alabama, but we went with Asher. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Don't go to Alabama. Anyway, uh, the conspiracy I was always wondering about is the uh, the uh, gal that went up to the uh, Trump Tower to see Donald Jr., the Russian gal, to give the info on Hillary. That Russian connection is also the same Russian connection, I think, that was back in the uh, uranium deal in Uranium One. Turns out you're right. And it turns out it was, I think, a setup, wasn't it? Right. And so the whole, the, the whole conspiracy, you know, if you pay... $145 million to uh, somebody to put in your coffers, and you uh, set that deal up, I'm sure you're going to get a kickback. And I'm sure she's paid for by the Clintons to go and try to continue the, the facade or charades with the American people, and she would have been the one to set that whole thing up. And you notice that there was nothing in the conversation she had with the Trump Tower it was just that she just needed to be there. That's the only reason that she This is a up. great point. And so your point is the fact of the meeting is what the Democrats have run with, not, not even the substance of the meeting. Exactly. And that's, no, that's a great point. Uh, yeah. Yep. All right, my friend. So who does Alabama, University of Alabama football, who do, who do they play this week? Do you know? Uh, you know, I'm an Oklahoma Sooner fan, so I don't really care. I know, but you live in <laughs> Alabama, man. I know, but I don't care. All right, you better keep your head very low. I do. All right, thank you very much. I'm telling you, Alabama loves their Alabama football. Alabama and Auburn. I'll probably lose a bunch of fans, but I, I think this Alabama team is unbelievable. Every damn year, it's just, uh, and they are they are great to watch. I enjoy watching them very much. Yes, roll tide. I have to say it. What can I tell you? Debbie in Kansas, the great K-I-N-A. Go. Hi. I was just calling to say that looking at uh, the the firing of Comey and his leaking of that memo and how he was woke up in the middle of the night desperate yes. to get a, pro- yes. a special counsel appointed. Yes. If uh-huh. you look at that with fresh eyes now, knowing what we know, that mm-hmm. makes that whole thing even more sinister than it even appeared in the first place, that he was hoping to get cover. And and the Washington Post even said when he came out with that revelation about his desire for a special counsel, that that was a remarkable admission that showed the degree of his concern about the Justice Department ability to probe that. Yes, don't you know, nobody's up to the task but Mr., uh, Mr. Comey. Mr. Comey is a leaker. Mr. Comey was a uh, disloyal employee. Uh, He kept notes on the President of the United States, really for no reason whatsoever. There was no obstruction of justice. I don't care what this this fool, Mueller, and his uh, 16 hatchet men and women come up with. There's no obstruction of justice. There can't be. He's President of the United States. In this case, he he, uh, 
he acted in his constitutional capacity to fire the director of the FBI, who serves at his pleasure. You have and, to... Uh, what is it? From when he comes out and says the truth, and everybody slams him, like when he chose... Uh, Comey said he chose to defame the FBI, you know, and those were lies. And then he says, Comey says the FBI is honest, the FBI is strong, and the FBI is and always will be independent. Well, the FBI is. He's not. And well, uh, the senior people are not. Right. All right, my friend. I th- thank you for your call. Blue, Durango, Colorado, the great KVOR. Go. Hey, how are you doing today, Mark? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good deal. You know, I just wanted to say that it seems to me that the Democrats have the same tactics on the they're fighting and it's almost predictable. You know? Oh, well, I'm afraid I can't understand you because your cell phone just uh, pooped out, may I say. You know, I love my 2010 Camaro. It's reached that age where things start to go wrong, right? Now, I don't worry about those problems anymore because I got extended vehicle service protection from CarShield. Getting covered by CarShield is such a great idea. It's affordable protection that can save you thousands for a covered repair. A new fuel pump costs over $500. And replacing a water pump, that's over $1,000. CarShield even has plans that cover your car's computer, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield's the ultimate in extended vehicle coverage, and they get your favorite mechanic or dealership paid directly. Do you know what a hassle it is otherwise? You know, where they uh, they say, you pay and we'll reimburse you and so forth. It, no, no. They take care of it directly. Sign up today and get 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car with yours when yours is in the shop. Save yourself from high repair bills. Get covered by CarShield like I did before something goes wrong. Call 800-CAR-6100 and mention code LEVIN. That's critical. 800-CAR-6100, code LEVIN, or visit carshield.com. Use code LEVIN. Now, why? Because you get 10%. You save 10%. That's carshield.com, code LEVIN, carshield.com, or 800-CAR-6100, code LEVIN. A deductible may apply. We'll be right back. Mark LEVIN. to hear to sport, uh, hear sports writer Jason Whitlock on Fox Sports yesterday before we leave for the weekend. Cut eight, go. You're dealing with children. They're dealing with children with unreasonable expectations. Now let's stop. He's talking about these guys taking a knee on the football field. Go ahead. I think it would be a mistake for the owners to have the meeting. They're dealing with kids that are souped up on social media and I Godspeed to God bless all the owners for having to deal with this because I just they're dealing with children. And <laughs> I don't know how you negotiate. He's right. He's dealing with children. Cut 10. Go. What really is problematic for me is they're reducing it down to whether Colin Kaepernick has a job. That's because he says the disparagement of Colin Kaepernick. Well, other than me. Who's disparaging Colin Kaepernick? I don't hear NFL ownership. They're not giving him a job, but that's not disparagement. That's like we don't think this guy can help us win games, or we think his baggage is too heavy for us and we don't want to deal with That's not disparaging. And so the players have made it up in their mind. They're going to throw a tantrum until Colin Kaepernick gets a job. And I would tell NFL ownership, be very, very careful. Be very, very careful. 
or you're going to lose your business to Colin Kaepernick. That man, Whitlock, at least in this instance, makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. And what he means you're dealing with children. Now, he's African-American. He's not, it's not a racial thing. They're making their demands, and they're insisting on their demands, and they don't think there's anything at stake for them. Well, there's a lot at stake for them. Because if the owners make less money, the NFL makes less money. The NFL makes less money, the players will get less money. Those stadiums will not be filled up. People will not watch football like they used to. And here's the problem. It will not take long until people reach a point where they're not going to return to football. They find other things to do, other things that are entertaining, other things to do with their family. And then they reach a point where they don't miss it, where they don't miss it. And the NFL is reaching that point. We don't take a knee, we stand up tall. And this is for you. Here we go.
forget, ladies and gentlemen, the great new Hannity film, Let There Be Light. You're going to love it. It's extremely entertaining, and it reinforces your beliefs, all right? We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. And good night, Zelda. Get Al-Qaeda. Get the Taliban. Get ISIS. Get all those subhuman cockroaches. And I'll see you on Monday. Be safe this weekend and enjoy the movie.